0: The experts will be featured from all over the world, supporting you in becoming that badass divine goddess that you were born to be. Okay, guys, so this episode, episode two, is with my solstice, Lou Erick. And to be honest, I've never even met Lou in person. I haven't, but she was someone that I experienced. When I and one of my girlfriends were going through a really difficult time just with body image stuff and a lot of our food issues and relationships were being kicked up again. And Lou stepped in and was so supportive of my friend that I indirectly got to experience her and experience her work and just really fell in love with the compassionate, soulful, amazing woman that she is. And so I knew I had to have her on my podcast because we're like soul sisters (laughs) And so she really is just so epic. And in this episode, we really go into how to rock your goddess, how to feel good in your body. What does goddess even mean? How to rock your goddess in personal life, business, family. And her definition of a goddess is just really epic. And she'll really drive home how to do that, like breaking down easy, tangible steps and what that looks like. And she really goes into owning your authenticity and your own light. So much goodness. Enjoy this episode. Enjoy Lou and stay to the end. Always got goodies for you guys at the end. Enjoy. everyone, and welcome to The Goddess Revolution. I am your host, Melaine Lee, lifestyle architect, women's empowerment coach, wealth and luxury mindset coach. And I'm so excited about the expert, the speaker, the badass goddess that I have on the podcast today. Lou Yurik is someone that I just feel so divinely connected to for so many reasons. And I'm really excited to share Lou with all of you. She is amazing. But before I go into more of her amazingness and she shares with you all about how she rocks her goddess and how she brings that into her business and her personal life, I wanna share a little bit of her background and and what she's up to in the world. So she is a certified eating psychologist coach, a body image mentor, and a transformational life coach. She helps women worldwide to grow in self-awareness. Find food freedom and practice body love. She is the host of Untamed Podcasts and has written for various publications such as Mind Body Green and The Beauty Bean. When Lou's not changing the world, one inspired woman at a time, she enjoys life as anything but usual with her husband and three young kids. She's also an avid reader, tattoo collector, I am as well, nature lover, Frenchie fanatic, baker, and volunteer. And I will let you know how you can get in touch with Lou at the end of this podcast. So make sure you tune in because it's going to be an important place to go. (laughs) So without further ado, welcome to the series. Welcome to the podcast, Lou. Thank you, Melaine. I'm really appreciative that you had me. Yes, I am as well. And I'm excited to have you kicking it off with episode two. So excited to dive into learning more about you and you sharing more of yourself with all of the ladies out there. (laughs) So tell me, when it comes to goddess, when you hear the word goddess, what does it mean to you?
1: What does rocking your inner goddess mean to you? Goddess is is a term that it has multiple definitions, and Mm. there's ones that I really connect with, and then ones that I I care not to. Mm. So for me... I identify with the goddess definition of a powerful deity, of being autonomous, of owning your own truth and creating your own story. Mm. What I don't necessarily care to connect with is the whole idea of being admired and adored. Well, I think that's great. And I would I would say, yeah, sure, I'm a beautiful woman. But I think that beauty and being admired isn't so much my objective in life. It's mm. really not my objective at all. And so when I identify with goddess, that's not usually what I think about. So when people talk about someone being a goddess and they're talking about looks or beauty, I don't necessarily identify, not because I think I'm not those things, but because I don't care about garnering attention in that way. Mm. But the, in in terms of being a goddess who is powerful and strong all by herself and who writes her own story and and is creative and strong and passionate. I love that aspect of being a goddess. So I think of the actual, you know, goddesses of Greek mythology and those Mm. deities and how powerful they were and how what they did trickled down and affected society. And there's still stories being spoken of them today. There's this legacy. And that is what I would love to have. And that's how I like to identify with the term goddess. That's such a powerful
0: definition. And I can really relate to that, too, because I think, I mean, First off, I love you because I love the work that you're doing out there when it comes to body image and women really accepting themselves. And as someone that suffered with, you know, bulimia and a wide variety of eating disorders for most of my life, I really depended on that outer beauty, that external validation for my love source, you know, like love me, adorn me, like worship me type thing. Like, and that was my attention and my fix because if I didn't get it from you guys outside, then I wasn't getting any love because I didn't love myself on the inside. But I love your definition because it really embodies and is in alignment with where I am today in the term of goddess. But it really embodies what I, I believe that those goddesses back then embody as well. You know, those Greek mythology goddesses all about owning their truth, owning your own power, owning your, your inner being and your essence. And I think that that radiates beauty, you know, it's, but it's not as that external piece that, like, I kind of feel what you're identifying with. It's more of an internal, is the
1: way I interpreted it. Right. Yeah, exactly. It is that it's coming from that internal place Mm. of knowing it's something I think that is so valuable to us as women that internal strength and that creativity that we have just innately in our being. So I think coming from that place, it's how I identify as a goddess. Plus, you think about the goddesses again, of, of ancient times and Greek mythology. And it's like, they were badass, which is Mm. how I would identify myself more often than not (laughs) just like going against the grain, like not always following the status quo. And so for me, that's what I identify, I identify with the goddesses, like raining down lightning and doing crazy things, you know, because that is how I think of myself so often.
0: Well, I, when I, when I introduced you in the beginning and I said, badass goddess. I don't introduce everyone like that. So it was definitely on par. Because yeah, when I think of you, I think of of that as well. So cool, you're in alignment. See, the people are receiving you the way you perceive yourself. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) So when it comes to like rocking your inner goddess and like being authentic to yourself, what are some things that help you channel that or do that without getting caught up in, you know, the rules and regulations society puts on us as women?
1: I think the, the first definition of goddess is that autonomy, that mm. I'm whole all by myself, that I can create life on my own terms. I can do things on my own terms. I can live, I can move, I can eat, I can breathe. I mean, again, I'm working with women day in and day out around their lives, but particularly around their relationship with food and body. And it's this whole idea of how many times they give away their control and their understanding of life and how to eat and how to move and and what it means for their bodies to third parties, you know, so Mm. like the diet industry, a personal trainer, this, that. And so for me, I, I live out that autonomy. And it's also what I teach my clients. And it's that whole idea of using your intuition and that innate wisdom to guide your life instead of looking at outside resources. So again, that autonomy, being whole all by yourself and feeling able to take up space and to be allowed to make the decisions that you want to make and to be free, you know, to operate in freedom, I think is one thing for me, again, knowing my worth and my value Mm. outside of what other people say. So these other dictates, whether it's like weight or looks or how you diet or how you exercise or how successful you are on certain terms, you know. How much money did you make? How many clients do you have? How how many followers do you have? Those sort of things really don't translate to how I view myself. And because of that, I think that really allows me to operate in the goddess definition that I've used in Mm. terms of this powerful deity owning her own life and being free to be who she is. And so for me, I guess the second thing would be not looking at those external judges of worth and value. But again, just knowing my worth from inside, it's inherent. It's my lifeblood. It is my birthright to be to have worth and value. And that can't be taken away from me. And it also can't be increased by anything that I would do or look like or change about my my body or myself. And I think finally is using my voice. I think using my voice makes me a goddess because I have power. I have privilege. I have a platform. And so when I use that to not only help my clients who are struggling with disordered eating, but also to create a platform like on my podcast or in my own life, in my community and my friendships, in my relationships for people to share their stories and to share their work in the world and using my voice to advocate for people, for social justice, for change. All of those things are ways that I think that I represent and practice being a goddess in my life. I love everything that you just said, Lou. I love the fact that you talked about that
0: autonomy and like life on life's terms and that you're whole and complete without, you know, and like just really connecting to your worth and your value. And I love that you talked about not looking to those externals for validation or approval or judging yourself against. And I always say to the women that I work with. You know, stop judging your insides on someone else's outsides. Cause what people put on social media and what they put on Facebook and Instagram and all those things, which essentially is social media, <laughs> but what they put on there is usually tweaked and formatted. And what is it called? You know, the, the different tints on it. And it's got all this facade and illusion. So you can't really judge from those externals. I really love that you talked about that. And I think using. Our voice, especially as women, and I keep saying this, but especially now in everything that's happening in the world, I th- really feel in the depths of my soul that women will be the ones that heal this world. And so it starts with each woman utilizing her own unique voice. However, that is, like you said, you're using your platform with your podcast. I'm using my platform with my podcast. You know, it's it's a great way to deliver a message to help other women. But I think that that's so important, especially when it comes to owning your own goddess, owning your body, owning your value and worth, owning your relationship with money. I mean, this one connects to so many and setting boundaries. I just found this um, statistic the other day. I forget where it was. It was like um, some sponsored ad. I think it was on Facebook. And it was just talking about these like, like startling high statistics on how many women out of, you know, whatever will be raped or abused, how many women don't get paid their value or the percentage of like men versus women on pay. And it just really saddened me because as far as we've come, there still is a ways to go. And that means each of us stepping in and sharing our light and our power by utilizing our voice.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think that it also I mean, you and I are both speaking to each other here. No one can see us, but uh, (laughs) they'll see probably images and everything. But we're two white women speaking to each other, talking about using our voice for equality and for the rights that aren't yet equal, where we're not yet fully included, where we don't yet have the same clout or the same access to things as as maybe men. But there's also this idea of intersectionality where there's people of different races, of different physical abilities, of different sexualities and things like that who are all also needing rights, you know. So these statistics mm. that you saw, you know, you bring in intersectionality, you bring in these other determinants, these other characteristics, and the statistics can be even more grave mm. for someone who doesn't look like you and me. Mm-hmm. So again, that's why I think our voice is so important to just spread these messages and to spread awareness. And I think that that's what really makes us goddesses in the definition that I like to own, that I like to use, because we're using that voice, we're using that power to share, to uplift, and to, yeah, just to help others, not just ourselves.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And that's a really powerful point to make. And thanks for pointing it out. Because yeah, I mean, we both are white. And I didn't realize that privilege that came with like the 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 different things that started to happen just from me being a white woman you know and and growing up in a predominantly white community how could I you know I wasn't um aware of my surroundings really and it wasn't until I went to New York City and really started to see the inequality not just among you know race but then within women you know and the different sectors and everything and you know it's wild I have a dear friend of mine who is this powerful badass like Latina uh, goddess that really is just rocking it and has been in our industry for in this life coaching industry, I should say for a really long time. And, and I would assume that she'd be rocking it. And when we had this like sit down conversation about it, where she was, she was like, well, I'm Latino. So that's why I'm, you know, here. And I was like, Whoa, wait. So I think it really is such an important message, you know, for all of us to come together to support, especially as women to come together and support each other and speak out against all the inequality that's going on.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: So amen to that, sister. (laughs) (laughs) And when it comes to like your business, how do you incorporate, I know you touched upon it a little bit with like the autonomy and like talking to your clients about really using your barometer of what it means to be a badass goddess with them. But how do you really incorporate that on a daily basis? In your business, is there stuff that you do that makes it a little bit easier? Cause I know, I know for me that being authentic and being in integrity and being in alignment with like my definition of a goddess is important in my business, but I do find myself up against sometimes like, Oh, well, do I do what everyone else is doing that makes more sales or do I stay authentic to this? You know, so I'm just wondering what comes up for you in your business that might steer you away towards
1: your core of your goddess and how you kind of keep on track with that? Yeah, you know, this is a really good question. And I think you touched on it a little bit, just as you were asking, which for me is to be autonomous, to be authentic. I am, I might be a rebel and I might put up a fight, but I put up a fight for love and for compassion. So I'm a very compassionate individual. I see my clients would all vouch to the fact that I fall deeply in love with them I am their biggest fangirl. I'm there when they need me. I go above and beyond for them because I, I truly love them and build relationship with them. And in doing so, and I think the whole reason that I'm able to build those relationships is because of the way I run my business, which is I don't follow (laughs) surprise. I don't (laughs) follow the rules. So Mm. I'm not, I'm not following those, like get a million clients in X amount of time and like do this to increase your list. And all of those things. Like I don't do that. I don't buy into that. And I don't buy into that because, and when, because so maybe there are some things that are genuine about those. I don't want to pigeonhole every single, get more clients, get more followers sort of situation or, you know, get more money. But I will say that for me, I've found that I've had great success. I couldn't ask for more in my business and it's only continuing to get better and better every day and I haven't followed the rules and I haven't followed those things that that felt to me like manipulation of people. So like I've recently had someone who's like, wow, this you're." I've never been on a sales call like yours. And I'm like, yeah, that's because I don't do quote unquote sales calls the way that people are used to. Like I don't even get on the phone with someone unless I know that I can help them unless I already have this intuitive knowing and I already have some sort of idea that I help them, that my program is right for them. Like I'm not looking to waste their time and I'm certainly not looking to manipulate them into working with me because I have compassion for all people and all women, whether they're meant to be my clients or not. And so with that, I can really trust like who comes to me is meant to be with me and I'm meant to help them on this next part of their journey and who doesn't, doesn't. And I hope that they go to whoever, whoever is there their person, you know, mm-hmm. and whoever is, is their helper and their guide for that next part of their life. But I'm very open handed when it comes to my business. And I'm very much I'm very authentic. I do things my way. I don't play the games. I don't use a lot of speech or conversation that is anyway going to manipulate people. I don't use scarcity marketing. So like you'll never see me be like, hurry up and sign up or you're going to miss it. Or I don't lie. Like if I only have two spots available on my waiting list, that's really what I have. I'm just always 100% honest mm. because I feel like that puts out into the world what I hope to receive back and what I hope to, you know, multiply and create more of in our world and in our universe, right? It's just this love and this honesty. And so for me, I think practicing integrity in my business means I really rebel against a lot of manipulative marketing or false ideas of what it means to be a coach. And honestly, I'm a friend, like I'm a fangirl. That's what I tell everybody. I'm like, I'm just going to be your person. Like at the end of the day, none of my clients would have anything else to say about me other than I was I hundred percent had their back. And I totally can vouch
0: for the fact that you are what you say you are, Lou, because I think that it's so important that the listeners hear this and they know that it's so important for us to not only talk the talk but really walk the walk and I've seen firsthand the work that you've done with your clients and and you know one of my dear friends that you know got the opportunity to work with you and just seeing the transformation but also like when you were talking about how you just you have their back there's no manipulation there's no it's just like what you see is what you get and I remember like being in in a city with her and and just seeing her cry and I'm like, who are just the phone? She's like, oh, Lou. And I like, we were in a different part of the world. And <laughs> you, you know, like you were up. Like you were, you had her back. And I just think that's so admirable. And I really believe that when we are in full alignment with our integrity, being honest and showing up in the world in a really big, powerful way and just delivering the way you do, you're always gonna be provided for. Like your needs will always be met. I don't believe that God's like, oh, I'm just going to drop you since you know, you're know you doing my work. I'll just let you go now. I think that when you're really in that place of coming from a place of service and love and compassion, you're always going to be met. Your needs are always going to be met and you're going to be in abundance because like you said before, when it came to your sales tactics too, you, know, you don't have them. You're not trying to manipulate. You're coming from a space of possibility and not desperation and not like, let me try to get ahead. So I think that that's beautiful that you incorporate such a strong sense of like that goddess owning your truth and your power and not worrying about whether or not you'll be taken care of in your business. Thank you. Mm, you're so welcome. And when it comes to like your personal life and incorporating these qualities of like your goddess, how does that pan out for you? Because I know, I know for me, you know, it it's sometimes hard. You again, like, right. It's that comparing and looking externally, like, what is it supposed, to, what's a family supposed to look like? What is, you know, a relationship supposed to look like? And I know that you're a rule breaker all around. So I'm curious to see as how you rock your goddess in your family life too.
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. And again, it, it really, I think, you know, that saying the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And so this of course trickles into my personal life too, and. You know, I currently live in a very conservative part of the United States, so I would say that, yeah, that my community is re- relatively conservative. I'm not so conservative. So <laughs> there there again, I am staying true to myself and to my values and what I know to be true and right and most honoring and most loving and most compassionate, even in the face of a community that wouldn't necessarily have those same values or wouldn't express them, let's say, in the way that I would. And so, that's, you know, my personal life is being different as well as being honest and true to myself. And that certainly meant that I've had relationships that are broken or left communities that I once valued or that once valued me, but having different belief systems and different understandings of, of the way the world works and the way humanity is connected, those things changed. However, I feel so good about being honest and being true to myself and to others around me. And also, you know, it's great when you show up as a hundred percent yourself in all of your authenticity, without some ulterior motive or without manipulative game plan, you're just being you. Then when people stick around, when they truly become friends with you, when they truly invest in that relationship, you know a hundred percent that they are invested in the real you and that that your relationship is pure and solid because you're not faking. They're not falling in love with or being best friends with or being in community with the fake you. Mm. When you really show up as yourself, you can trust that you're being loved as your real self, which I think is a very powerful thing to do and to know. And so I try, I try to show up as me because I don't want fake friends who are friends with a fake Lou. I want real friends (laughs) who, who accept all of me, you Mm. know? Mm. It's so true. I mean, and
0: it's such a powerful thing to say I remember being in relationships in with previous partners where I was showing up as someone else, someone that I thought that they would like. And I think when I got dumped or the relationship would end, I wasn't upset that it ended. I was more upset like, well, fuck, what if I actually was myself? Like, what if I showed up authentically? You know, so it wasn't even like the real Malayne was being rejected because the real Malayne wasn't even showing up. So I really identify with that like, trusting that you're whole, complete, and perfect, and that shining your most authentic self with your relationships is going to yield that reflection in, you know, your marriage or your partnership or
1: friendships and things like that. Yeah. And being transparent, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, my husband and I have been married for almost 12 years and we've been together for longer than that. and we have a very transparent relationship. We're, we're super close. Our kids tease us about it all the time because of the way that we're always laughing together, having these deep, critical thinking conversations together. But that transparency is key because we're honest. And I, you know, that autonomy that comes with goddess in the way that I would define it also comes with the ability to say, hey, I was wrong, or I'm really sorry, or I messed up here, or... Just being able to have humility and vulnerability too, which I think is important. And that's the way we raise our kids and the way that we try to approach each other and our other relationships, which I think is really valuable.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. I think that that's an important piece too. And communication is just being super transparent and that autonomy piece of, yeah, showing up like a goddess also incorporates and means showing up with humility and being able to admit when you're wrong or you made a mistake. And which happens (laughs) often, sometimes then not, you know, and it's all good. Like there's no judgment or right or wrong, good or bad. You know, I've had to learn the hard way many times, but like, I'm not a bad girl. If I make a mistake or I'm not a, I don't believe in mistakes to be honest, but I'm not a bad person. I just get to be humble and, you know, and I don't want to be right. To be honest, being right. I wanted to for so long in my life and being right comes with such a heavy burden, and. Being wrong and being able to admit like, oh, I'm not perfect. There's some relief in that. And I just love that you, the way you shared your relationship with your husband, it, it's really awesome. And it's admirable that you have, I mean, listen, your kids are going to tell it how it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they they really don't get have a filter until they get older. So I love that, you know, they, they mirror that back to you guys. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's fun. Hmm. And great feedback for you both. <laughs> yeah. So Lou, when it comes to like your favorite inspirational or books that have changed your life, what is one book that has really supported you on your journey that you insist the ladies go out and and
1: uh, grab? Oh my goodness, just one book. Okay, I think this is a classic. I'm sure you're going to get this. If you continue to ask this question on your show, you'll probably get this more than once. But <laughs> I love the Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Have you have you read it? No, I've heard. I of always it. have but I haven't read it. I keep multiple copies because I continue to give them away. It's a tough one between that and self-compassion by Kristen Neff. Those are my two. So The Untethered Soul and Self-Compassion. I'm sorry, I couldn't stick with one. But <laughs>
0: No, it's the fine. Unteth-
1: <laughs> the Untethered Soul is really, really good because it talks about the idea of, of you not being the person. So You know, it's the whole idea of being able to step back from the thoughts you're having, from that inner critic, from that inner dialogue that's going on, and going. Michael Singer is really famous for the quote about, You're not the person who's having the thoughts, you're the one who hears them. So it's the whole idea of being able to step back from what's happening in your life and the inner dialogue you're having about it and be like, Okay, like there's a me here who is so beyond this that I'm actually observing what's happening, and that person's safe, and that person's whole, and that person's okay. No matter what's going on and just the whole point of view of having that untethered soul is is really fascinating to me and something that I try to live by every day.
0: I love that. And and it's okay that you shared too. Actually, as I've been asking this question, most of the women have been sharing. More than one, so it's cool. It's that
1: rule breaking. That's just
0: <laughs> They're a rebel, all I rule breaking, but it's cool because you know I'm just getting mirrored back to me what I do all the time. So yeah. <laughs> and when it comes to crystals or woo woo stuff, what is your favorite
1: like go to thing? I know for me it's crystals or essential oils. What is it for you? Okay, well, something that I do almost every night is I burn palisanto. Mm. I don't know. If you've heard of it, if you have it, yes, if you've I have heard it. of it.
0: I have, I've heard of it, I've used it, and I do have it. I also burn a lot of sage, which looks like <laughs> it looks like a big marijuana joint.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I've heard of that as well. Yeah, so I like the smell of Palo Santo better than the sage. Mm. It, for me, it's really calming, it's clearing, it's very. It just helps to settle me. And so I will burn it almost every night before I go to bed. And sometimes I will do a short yoga practice. Sometimes I won't. Sometimes I'll just crawl in my bed and then read a book. But I usually fall asleep to that smell. I think it's really beautiful. I try to turn as many people as I can onto it. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So that would be that would be the one thing for sure. Fabulous. Thanks for that. And last but not least, and I told
0: you guys this is coming. That's why you're supposed to stay in until the Whole podcast was over. And where can they find you, Lou, if they want to work with you or connect mm-hmm. with you or tap into your new podcast that just was launched?
1: Yeah, so people can find me at LouEats.com. That's L-U-E-A-T-S dot com. And that's gonna have all of my information just about my six-month mentorship program, my private coaching, what I do, how I do it, why I do it. It gives a little bit more of my backstory of how I got into this work in the world. So they can find me there. I also have freebies. So all of the other podcasts that I have been a guest on are are listed there, as well as my I have a free five-day program that you can take and some an affirmation, some other things that you can get your hands on if you'd like. And let's see, I'm pretty active on Instagram. And that's at LouEats.com, like all spelled out. So L-U-E-A-T-S-D-O-T-C-O-M. And also my podcast. I'm loving it. My podcast is for women living beyond limits. It's um, a personal journal storytelling sort of podcast. So I interview women about their lives, the work Mm -hmm. they're doing in the world. It's very interesting. No two episodes are alike. So they run the gamut. I've had professional ballerinas, authors, humanitarians. There's so many different people who are there. All different women from all different races and abilities and all along the gender spectrum just coming and sharing what they're doing in the world, and just the magic that they're making. So that's untamedpodcast.com. You can find me there or just search Untamed in iTunes. But I think that's it. I think those are the places where I'm most active or you can find me. I think that's a good place to to start, guys. That's plenty of
0: information. And yes, definitely follow her on Instagram. She's got some amazing, what do you call them, skins or pictures that you post. And I'm excited to go listen into your podcast as well. So It sounds fabulous. And thank you so much for joining us on this podcast today. Oh, Melaine, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Mm, You're so welcome. And for everyone else listening in, until next time, wishing you an amazing day. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, guys. I adore Lou and I hope that you do now as well. Make sure you pop over to those show notes. I wrote down all the books because of course she had a couple and the items that were her favorite woo-woo items as well as some of the highlights from today's show and drum roll, who has a drum. My surprise today is that if you're interested in traveling to Bali or Queenstown. Queenstown is in the South Island of New Zealand. Bali is in Indonesia in January. I have a few spots left. And to my amazing podcast listeners out there, I am gifting you a $500 voucher to come retreat with all of my goddesses in January 2018. So you just need to use the code which today will be in honor of Lou, L-U. Just email me at malaine at and use the code Lou, L-U. You'll get a $500 voucher towards one of the retreats. All right, guys, if you liked this podcast today, make sure to leave me a review and share with your sister goddesses. Have a great week. Bye.